Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Let me welcome you once again to Living Seed Devotional, also known as Life Transforming Word. I pray the right word for your dominion, for your establishment, will locate you today in Jesus' name. The Bible says, When the word meant for Joseph came to him, he was set free. I pray the word that is meant for you to be set free will locate your life today in Jesus' name. All right, let me welcome you also to uh, to this devotional church. We have been examining a very critical topic over this series. We are looking at uh, understanding the believers divine right in christ understanding believers divine right in christ and so far so good i have dealt with believers right to share in god's life believers right to share in god's nature that's number two believers right to share in god's mind today i've been looking at believers right to share in God's being. Hallelujah. Believers right to share in God's being. And I'll be taking my text from the uh, first book of Moses. I mean Genesis chapter 2 and verses 7. Genesis 2 and verses 7. The Bible speaking and says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breath into his nostril and the breath of life and man became a living soul hallelujah and man became what a living soul now let me see once again that for the very first time if god wouldn't want man to share from his mind god wouldn't have breathed the life he has in him into man's nostril. Praise God. God wouldn't have done that. But because God, want to, well, God wanted a relationship between man and himself, so he made man in his own image. That's why I said that you are God. You are God. God gave best to you, so you should resemble your God. That's why you must keep saying it, that I am God. I am made by God, so therefore I am God. I am God's creature. God created me, so therefore I should resemble He that created me. Amen. Now, what to look at it? How does man share God's mind? What are the things required to share in God's being? Being the God, the God's being, the nature of God. When we talk about God's being, talk about His nature. His entire person. What makes God God? What made God who He is? What made Him a spirit? The Bible says in John chapter four, John four and verse twenty-four, it says, "God is a spirit. God is a spirit, and those that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth." God is a spirit, and they that, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Which implies that you cannot worship God if 
you are not in the spirit. If you worship God in the flesh, you will never experience his true being. Hallelujah. Alright. Now, God breaks into us and will become a living soul. This in turns indicates that indicates that God wanted us to partake in his divine nature. So automatically, his life is in us. We carry the DNA of God. We carry the divine nature of God. So by understanding of the scripture, we understand that God has breathed into us the breath of life. So by default, we are not operating as ordinary man. The eternal life of God has been stored in us. God has formatted and deleted all those demonic life we carried about. All those life that we possess that is not godly. The moment, the moment we became saved. So the life that God has in him, which is, a, which is eternal life, has been installed into us. So automatically we share in God's being. Hallelujah. Now can we check the book of Ephesians 3 and verses 8. Ephesians chapter 3 and I will start my reading from verse 8. Now the scripture says, says unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Now verse 9, as and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. Verse 10, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heaven places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Now Paul said something which I like us to understand. Paul said, said he was the least of the apostle. The least of the apostle. Now he was looking at saying that what kind of grace does he ask to deserve what God has made him to be? Don't forget that Paul was once a persecutor of the church. But because God wanted him to pay jealous with what he did, so God called him. God because said he will suffer for my sake. And actually, the grace was released upon him. So his ministry was to focus on the Gentiles. He brought the God to the Gentiles and he reached them. Now, look at what he said. If you look at the other part, he said, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. There is an unsearchable riches of God we must search for. There is a dimension of God we must actually set for. Any believer that will operate above 
above the, 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 the forces of this world must learn to operate in God's divine nature. I mean, in God's divine being. God's, uh, God himself is a spirit. And who that watch him in spirit. So automatically and by default, to operate in God's divine, divine being, you must have confessed the Lord as your Savior. So Savior, God is a divine being and he will never relate with, with someone that is not that is a natural person or that is that is not regenerated. It takes a reformed, a renewed mind to operate in the realms where God is operating. No, God is not man. Man will always be man. But God is God. God is God. We must learn to cooperate with the level with which God is. If we must be able to operate in his being. So it's our right that will search for the unsearchabilities of God. Hallelujah. So if you look at Romans 10 and verse 12, the Bible speaking, Romans 10 and verses 12. Romans 12 and verse 10. Romans 10 and verse 12, sorry. Romans 10 and verse 12, sorry. Say, for with the heart, okay, for verse 10, with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture said, Whosoever believeth on me shall not be ashamed. Now, verse 12, where I would like to make emphasis. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Now, between the Jew and the Greek, no difference. The Greek was segregating from being formulating with the with with the uh, with the Jews or the Jews are the Greek, but between them, God sent the gospel to everybody. Christ died for everyone. He did not die for Greek alone or for Jews alone. He died for everybody. The Jews felt that okay, the Christ died for them alone. No, He died for every one of us. Praise the Lord. So, God wants us to, to receive all his riches, his rich being. For the same Lord is Lord of all and rich to all who call upon him. God wants us to walk in his being, operate in his being, supernaturally. But we must learn to walk in his, in his ways, cooperate with him. We need to turn to our deepest part, our spirit, and cry out to the Lord, God can allow whoever does not have the knowledge of his being. God, God can never allow. God will relate with a man who knows him and understand his being. Science and wonder is only possible. It's only possible when we are operating in his being. In his being, in his nature, in his mind, who have been baptized into him, raising the dead, healing, 
signs and wonders are possible simply because we are changed into his divine likeness of God. And I pray that the Lord Almighty will open your eyes. It's your right to operate in this dimension. It's your right. If you understand, if you can search the dimension richness of God, you will see it and you operate in it. Look what I said about God's life. That God has given us eternal life. Give us a life that nobody, no, no, no devil can take from us. But because of our sad, of our of, of our poor understanding of the scripture, we fail to understand that we have eternal life. That this mortal life will collapse, we we die. But the life God has given to us is for those who have who are born again, who have confessed the Lord as a savior, who can gain access to this life. So the same thing happened to God's being. God is a divine, and any man that will operate in that dimension must 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 be ready to be operated in that divine kind of life God, of, of which God carries. I pray that God Almighty we grant us the grace to operate in this dimension in Jesus' name. May I say to you that God will open your eyes of understanding to operate in this dimension. When you operate in gospel, you are not in the clutch of the devil. No devil tamper with you again. No devil can touch you. No arrows can touch you because you are being translated from the kingdom of darkness to light. You are being changed from that realm to the realms of light. The realm to which you are operating now, devil can never get there. Devil can get there. Why do you have people today who does not understand the place God has placed them? Why is that? We have people today who does know that God has changed their location. They have been transformed. Colossians 2 and verse 6 says, And at raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So as long as you are born again, you have been you have been saved, you have confessed the Lord as a savior, you have been redeemed already. If before you are in darkness, as you come to light, the light of God shine upon your heart, then you are being transformed, you are being changed from that glory from that uh, glory of God to glory of God. You have been changed from darkness to light. Hallelujah. Also, when we look critically into Ephesians 1 and verse 20, it says, which, let's say verse 19, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us, towards us, towards us, who believe according to the workings of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Of course, if you were read initially, Ephesians 2, 6, see, we are made to sit with Christ. Now, Christ, where was he? Christ was seated at the right hand of God. That means, if Christ, if God is still at this, Christ was at the right hand, we are also at the right hand of God, of Christ also. So, between God, after God, we see, we see Christ, after Christ, we see man. So, when you are born again, you must understand that, no, you are being made to sit down 
in the heavenly places where devil we are we are witchcraft which devil whatever cannot get to so average understanding gives you liberty over the devil himself over the devil don't be afraid of any witches or wizard because of course those witches and wizards they are not on your feet look at Colossians 2 verse 10 he said and ye are complete in him which is the head of all principalities and powers you have been made to complete in christ you have been made to operate in this dimension you're no longer complete in the world again or, or in darkness you have been made complete in christ which is the head of every principalities and powers and i prophesy today from today that light will shine on your path the light of the gospel will shine on your path i prophesy that darkness that is rant about your life shall be removed in the name of christ and i prophesy again the power of your father's house will not stop you from getting to the top so shall it be so shall it be in the name of jesus i prophesy so shall it be god almighty will take it to places in jesus mighty name we pray amen all right and remain your pastor apostle thomas adewale adegli the senior pastor of revealed life international christian center plot two akura Abikade Avenue, Abikade Avenue, Bissal BTO Event Center, Ilesha Road, Akure on those states. Till I come again your way, stay blessed and stay connected in Jesus' name. Amen.